Greetings fellow wanderers in the fourth dimension that you're listening to the greatest show in the galaxy. I'm Mike and she's Emma and today we're having a bit of think about what we'd like to see in Doctor Who. Yeah so we're gonna play fantasy showrunner today. Mm. Um, so we've we've been putting our thinking caps on and we've been having uh, a little chew over of some things the things that we wish we'd seen in in Doctor Who. So um, I had an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, my one was, it's actually based off a t shirt that I own. <laughs> right. <laughs> or not. Okay. Um, so basically, uh, there's a t shirt, and it, you've probably seen it. It's uh, the silence on one side mm-hmm. and the weeping angel on the other side. <laughs> and it's like the ultimate battle. <laughs> blink and you forget, blink and you die. <laughs> I see. I don't know how dynamic that would be on the television. Yeah, exactly. Just um, you've got people standing still. But I mean, it just sort of, it'd be really cool if you got like an alien versus predator type thing. Yeah. You know, whoever wins, we lose is mm. the tagline for that yeah. movie. It's not a good movie, no. but it's a good idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was my idea. I'd love to, it just, I mean, the sheer logistics of it, it would probably explode the budget. And, <laughs> you know, it's, but it's one of those things that's nice as well that, um, Big Finish is often to the rescue in these sort of uh, <laughs> in these sort of scenarios, but mm. with this, you couldn't have it on audio. It wouldn't no. work. <laughs> it would work profoundly badly. Mm. So um, yeah, that would be my idea. I'd love to see a kind of uh, like a, a quest with mm. the Doctor and the companion in the middle, surrounded by the silence of the weeping angels. Yeah, oh, that'd be interesting. Um, I've sort of like thought about where I like what about things I'd like to see happen in the tv series like from here on out mm-hmm. and um i was wondering Emma, like what would your feelings be about like having old companions back kind of like how sarah jane came back in school reunion um up to a point i'd be into it i mm-hmm. think it's i think it'd be quite um quite a nice thing to do i mean we've had the sarah jane episode obviously where we've yeah. had joe jones as she is now back for sort of a brief cameo and they had a little a little kind of very brief rundown of what some of the companions are up to. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'd be totally in for that. Something like one of the more recent companions, maybe like catch up with Ace and see what she's up to. Mm-hmm. Well, um, well, what I was thinking was uh, this, um, there was a story that was planned during series season six, rather, called uh, The Laird of McCrimmon. Mm-hmm. And I always thought it'd be interesting if, you know, the BBC could, like, could get, the production team could get the rights to like do that. To try like to actually try and make it, I think it'd be interesting if they like retweaked it so it's like an older Jamie at the end of his life, and he's gone a bit loopy in his <laughs> old age, and um, the Doctor and Clara, or you know the Doctor, the insert companion here, sort mm. of arrive, and he is already the Laird of McCrimmon because um, at the end of the original plan of the story, um, he would leave the TARDIS and become the Laird of uh, Castle McCrimmon, his ancestral home. But I thought it would be interesting was if he already is, you know, he's really old, he's suffering from, like, dementia, and he like, starts babbling on about, you know, adventures he had with this strange man, and none of his family believe him, and it's actually it's like the, the, the memories from his travels with the Doctor previously, like, resurfacing, but everybody thinks he's just a bit baffy, mm. do you know? And yeah. um, you have, like, the Doctor and the companion there, all along and maybe he's like have like either say like the great intelligence or the yeti or something back and you know the the doctor and uh, the companion have to take them on 
whilst keeping Jamie safe and it's sort of, and maybe it's like as a maybe it's like a final sort of send off to the character, you know Jamie finally sort of like has a moment of clarity and realizes this bloke who's been hanging around a lot actually is his doctor, you know and yeah. something like that. I mean it's it's I just thought it'd be like nice to like have you know Fraser Hines back. You know. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, but um, just talking to, like a story point of view, hmm. you do wonder what would I mean, what would happen when people kind of start talking about their experiences with the Doctor in kind of an unrestrained way. So, like, yeah, if someone did end up with like a dementia type hmm. illness and they're just talking about all this kind of fantastical stuff, yeah. that'd be a really interesting thing. Um, I mean, you could also, I mean, something they did was sort of a big plot point of Supernatural. Mm. Um, maybe have one of the companions who's writing their adventures and yeah. becomes an amazingly successful sci-fi novelist out of it. <laughs> well, actually, you know, um, well, as this show comes out, we will have already, have, uh, the movies you should see of Doctor Who and the Daleks is already out, which you can listen to. Um, you can check it out. We were on that. And um, one of the things I remembered, which I was going to try and bring up, but it never got to it because um, <laughs> yeah, um, for, for reasons you'll probably, maybe you already know if you've listened to the episode, but um, in Day of the Doctor, when uh, Clara and Kate were heading into the Black Archives, I think there was, I heard a story that there were supposed to be like the posters for Doctor Who and the Daleks and Daleks Invasion Earth 2150 AD. Like oh, actually, really? actually, like there, as if it's sort of like it was that sort of like if there were films made, like as in as if they were in universe. It, it's it's it was a bit tricky to. I'm trying to remember like how exactly it went. Right. Um, but I suppose the idea would have been that someone has encountered the Daleks and then written a story mm-hmm. about them, and now they've become yeah, like uh, a um, pop culture thing. Because I think it was in one of now. I want to say the past Doctor Adventures, the books by from BBC Books. Right. Um, I think it was one called Byzantium. Um, oh, yes, yeah, Doctor, I know Byzantium, yeah. First Doctor, Ian and Barbara. And I think there was like a, like a chapter near the very end where Ian and Barbara have like left the TARDIS as, as of the chase. They have a son and they'd sold the story rights to a film studio. Right. <laughs> and that's how... <laughs> Doctor Who in the Darks came to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> but, so, uh, I think um, I think it, the challenge I think with thinking about these sort of things is mm-hmm. like you have a really great idea and then realise about a third of the way through that it's already been done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, say one of the an idea that I had is um, I mean something that I really like to see in series eight is the Master coming back. Mm. So I'd love to see something more with the master done. I mean, I have no idea how you would work that now. Yeah. With, but um, well, maybe. What I was thinking was, and I think I mentioned this um, in our last show when mm. we talked about the master, is why not? I mean, you've got all space and time to play with. Why not have the current Doctor interact with a previous incarnation of the master, not the Roger Delgado one, but like a previous incarnation of him, assuming the Roger Delgado master is like his 11th or 12th incarnation. 
which it implies because mm. because he's all crispy master by the time that we mm. see him in Deadly Assassin. Yeah. So you know, we you su- you do presume that they, he's burnt through his lives rather quickly. Mm. So yeah, absolutely. There's no reason why we couldn't meet him out of sequence, essentially. Yeah, I mean, uh, and then you could sort of like have like the denouement of the story. You know, the Doctor's defeated the Master, and everything's like backfiring on him, and whatever the plan the Master working on back that backfires causes him to regenerate. Mm. So I mean, that would be that would be a great idea. Um, mm. I say I think that I I sort of tend towards kind of the more like because I know what I like kind yeah. of more kind of sort of conspiracy theory and weird kind of stories like that. I'd quite like to have a story kind of not the not the Nazis in the Antarctic base, but like maybe mm. like the like the whole Hollow Earth thing. Hmm. I, I think that's quite a cool idea in some way. Yeah. Um, also, I I don't know why, but I'd kind of like... I mean, since we already have, like, Peter Capaldi, who's an older Doctor, mm. back, and there's an implication that there's going to be two travels in the TARDIS with him in Series 8. Since since we're sort of, like, going, we're going into a bit of a throwback to the Hartnell area, era, rather, mm. it, I think it'd be interesting if they brought Susan back... Yeah, that would be interesting. And then we could maybe just like settle the issue once and for all. Is she actually a Time Lord or is she mm-hmm. Galfreyan? So you could have it either way. Um, and if she is a Time Lord, she could easily just regenerate because, you know, we can only assume she's only on her first life. And then she too could join the TARDIS crew again. It'd be interesting. It would be very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um say so again with sort of older companions i mean big finish have done it but i'd mm. quite like to see like someone who maybe didn't leave on the best of terms someone like tegan coming back mm. that, that would be interesting yeah um yeah i'll say uh, it's, it's and also the the thing that i quite like the idea of with companions which i've also done with big finish is mm. um like go way into the past of the companion i mean they big finish had a, a companion who from ancient egypt mm-hmm. so something way back in kind of the prehistory yeah like it's something like that that would be really cool mm-hmm. yeah that, that yeah that'd be interesting because i mean you get a lot of modern day companions these days and i think it'll be i mean because obviously like during the snowmen you always sort of got the sense that you know you know obviously we knew that the companion was going to be called clara but it's, it was sort of implied that it would be the victorian area Clara, who'd be travelling with the Doctor, obviously that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it, it would be uh, interesting to have like um, somebody like more from the past, because I, obviously that uh, that cropped up quite a bit in uh, Doctor Who, the the classic series, anyway. So yeah, absolutely, it did. Um, also, what was the other thing that I was thinking? Um, I've lost it now. <laughs> oh. oh, right. Okay, there we go. I've got it. Um, so are there any like monsters you'd like to see make a comeback? Because I've talked a bit about, I mean, sort of going back, looking back on the whole history of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'd like to see another Ice Warrior story sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'd, I would like to see like the Ice Warriors back, but more, in, like, more than just one. I mean, Cold War was okay, but okay, yep. uh, I, I wasn't... The whole sort of thing about the, like revealing the ice warrior underneath like the helmet and stuff really sort of like it's like we didn't need. I thought it was a bit unnecessary. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, they were better when they just like as they were. I mean, obviously update the design and all that, but 
you know, I would have preferred the old voice to be in cat, but there you go. Um, but yeah, um, so, uh, oh, <laughs> of course, it's got to be the name on. Oh, yes, the got to be the name on. Oh, goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I'd quite like someone, maybe like the Terraleptils. Yeah. I mean, so, some of those monsters that, like, you know, the, the budget couldn't quite get to what they wanted. Mm. So, you yeah. know, do it with a bit more money and sort of see how they turn out. Um, I'd, I'd, I've always been quite keen on the concepts of the Mara. Yeah. I think they would be good, like, to come to come back. Um, obviously, you can't do, like, the big sneaky bastard thing uh with the, with the CG budget these days, so I think it would be be an interesting one to revisit. Um, I I'd, I'd kind of like to see the see the Draconians back. Yeah, I'd love to see the Draconians back. Mm. Yeah, I, I think they again. It's a, they had a really interesting look. They had a really interesting sort of culture. They were sort mm -hmm. of based on the samurai Bushido yeah. code. So yeah, it's really. I mean, again, it's sort of we didn't quite see enough of them. Mm back in the day and i think they'd be really cool to have back actually yeah i'd be absolutely down for that yeah um uh, shall we i mean say the the list of unmade doctor who serials is many and multitudinous uh -huh. um i thought maybe we, why don't we have a look at some of the the more recent ones because back in the day mm -hmm. I mean, you would have writers commissioned and have lots of story ideas and things would be thrown away kind of en masse and things wouldn't pan out. Yeah. But I think it's more interesting to look at ninth, 10th and 11th Doctor the story ideas which were abandoned. Um, and because um, I think because the scripts and stuff are sort of so tightly controlled and they have such a sort of a good idea of what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. I think that stories getting to the point of sort of people are writing scripts and blocking out outlines yeah. and then to be thrown away is a lot more rare than it was in uh, back in the sort of 60s and 70s. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> the Ninth Doctor had one called Absence of the Daleks. During <laughs> the development of Dalek, it was unclear whether the production team would be able to obtain the rights to use Daleks in the revived series of Doctor Who. In the case they did not, writer Rob Shearman produced a Dalek-less draft of his story that instead featured a sphere instead of a Dalek as the enemy. Mm -hmm. This particular draft of the episode was sardonically entitled Absence of the Daleks. <laughs> <laughs> After the production team used, obtained the rights to use the Daleks, this draft was scrapped. Mm -hmm. um, but the concept of the enemy sphere was ended up using the sound of drums. See, that is that's really interesting to me as well when you're looking mm -hmm. at things like that. Is how little nuggets of ideas that they obviously liked mm -hmm. kind of end up getting recycled into other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Say so this is a this is a stonking idea. I'm sad mm -hmm. actually I didn't do this. Um, this is like they didn't even have an official title. It would have been episode eleven of series one mm -hmm. with Jack Hartness having joined the Ninth Doctor and Rose Tyler. Rose feels left out. But when they land in Pompeii in 79 AD, again, yeah. things being used later, Jack yeah. discovers that Rose's life has been manipulated by the Doctor in an experiment to create the perfect companion. Ooh. See, hmm, it's an interesting idea. Perhaps you could give, actually, wouldn't it be a good mm. idea if the Master did that? Yeah. Yeah, that would that would be an interesting sort of like, like a twist on the, the Doctor-Companion relationship. Yeah, because obviously, if the dot, because as we spoke about in the master uh, episode, mm -hmm. um, that if the master is being held up as kind of uh, an opposite to the doctor, mm. then why wouldn't he have a companion? But then just so twist the idea. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you can see why it got dumped. Yeah, 
actually. It's not it's, the sort of thing. Yeah. It's not the sort of thing you'd see the ninth Doctor doing. I mean, maybe seven. Maybe the War Doctor. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's the sort of thing where it's it's a solid idea, but it sort of doesn't really fit with like the character of the Doctor. That's, that's... No, I think I think it's well to kind of introduce that mm-hmm. sort of level of bastardry, right? When you're trying to get people into the show, mm. it's too much. I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that would be a really cool idea if the Master did it. Mm. So, moving on to the Tenth Doctor. Um, it's got an untitled 1920 storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, this would have been Stephen Fry's script, which was the one which was ultimately replaced by Fear Her. Yeah. Um, uh, da, 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 da. According to a video diary entry by David Tennant, Fry attended the very first card read through for Series 2, indicating his script was still under consideration at that point. Due to budgetary constraints, the episode moved to Series 3 and replaced by Fear Her. Mm-hmm. The story was subsequently abandoned as Fry didn't have the spare time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it's just. Uh, it was just something in the 1920s. Yeah. Um, so the only thing we've had really in that era is uh, Unicorn and the Wasp. So it's true. I, I don't know if it would have been that elaborate, but um, you know, yeah. maybe someone said, "I like 1920s. Do something with that." I'm trying um, to think. Um, uh, I I think was the one supposed to be set in a hotel or something, or am I mixing it up with something else? Well, was I mean, I think there was something to do with a hotel at some point. Yeah. Um, this sort of this, when you're reading these things, obviously rumours and mm. you know hearsay does come into it a little bit about what things pe- people people um, are going to do. Um, another mm. one is called Century House. It was mm. companion light episode written by Tom McRae for series three. The Doctor was to appear on a live broadcast of Most Haunted, investigating a haunted uh, house haunted by the Red Widow. This is beginning to sound familiar. With <laughs> Arthur Jones watching at home as a framing device. The episode did not fit into the production schedule and was pushed back to series four and reworked such as the show was such that the show was watched by Donna Noble and her mother Sylvia. Mm. Due to dissatisfaction with the premise and to avoid two comedic episodes in the same series, the episode was dropped and replaced with Midnight. Now, but doesn't that sound some like the nugget of idea behind Hyde? Hmm. It's true that, yeah. Mm. Um see that the thing with obviously we we've already sort of mentioned it when we come to series one. Mm. Um, but the sort of the whole use of like real TV programs in Doctor Who sort of bothers me because I mean I don't know I, I don't even know if Most Haunted's still on I don't watch it I think it is but I think the fact that Derek Akora their psychic <laughs> if you could un- if you could hear my air quotes <laughs> isn't even on the show anymore I mean when it's getting to the point that your fake psychic is uh not going to be just thinking you know, I've been on the show too long perhaps it's time to dump it mm-hmm. but uh, yeah I think we should explain what it is for people who aren't in this I don't know if they have Most Haunted in other, in other countries um, um, most, most Haunted is sort of like shot sort of documentary style as people go around trying to find like channel dead spirits and stuff in like spooky places yeah basically pretty much um, it involves <laughs> um, beloved child's uh, former child uh, well, Blue Peter host Yvette Fielding uh, mostly running around a house screaming while uh, Derek Akora, who purports to be a psychic, um, yells abuse at her because he's being possessed by a spirit. It's highly funny to watch, uh, but I wouldn't seek it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those two o'clock in the morning programs when you can't sleep. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I agree. I think we talked about this when we were re- reviewing series one. Mm-hmm. Because obviously in in Bad Wolf you have the whole sequence of Big Brother and um, what not to wear and that sort of thing and mm-hmm. you know it's looking a bit 
old and creaky now. Yeah. Especially something like What Not to Wear, which hasn't been on the, the air for about about five or six years now. Yeah, and Big Brother, so, which is which is still going today, Big Brother, but it's sort of like a, a zombie shell of its former self. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Of course, um, I think it was like that after series two. Like, but there you go. Yeah, exactly. But it's, 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 it's got past the point where it's like genuine sort of social experiment, like the first series was, and then it's just just throw any nutter in there. Yeah, and yeah. as many diametrically opposed nutters as you can, so they have a fight. Yeah, and and a girl with big tits. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you need the shower scene or the pool scene or something like. Oh, oh yes, yeah. So. Let's let's uh, extensively focus on the camera in the shower. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the point being that it doesn't really work when you use contemporary references like that, so mm. I'm not upset about it. Yeah. Um, so there was also the suicide exhibition. Uh, during, during, during the Second World War, a Nazi task force assaults the Natural History Museum in London, mm-hmm. which has been overrun by monsters. Later action would have involved the discovery of a secret chamber beneath the museum. Mm-hmm. The episode was written by Mark Gatiss and planned to air in the fourth series of Doctor Who, but was replaced by the fires of Pompeii. Hmm. Elements of the story were later reused in the Big Bang. See if Finale yeah. Five. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, because I'm I'm sort of a bit of a sucker for the whole like Nazis seeking out <laughs> objects storyline. Because that so, always works out well. <laughs> yeah, because that always works out well. But it always makes for an interesting story. I think I like mm. those stories. So um, yeah. yeah, I yeah, would be I would be up for that with the Doctor in it. I'd be quite you know another. One of those um, sort of things where the, you know they purportedly went to um, the Andes to look for sort of the original Aryans. Uh. Allegedly, the, some segment of the SS was sent off to do this. Apparently, <laughs> um, so if like the Doctor bumped into them and then there was like the Yetis there or something oh. like that, I'd like that. That would be good. Yeah. Um, the 2008 Christmas special mm-hmm. would have been <laughs> an alien creature attaches itself to author J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Oh, yes, I remember this. (laughs) Suddenly the real world is replaced by a magical reality influenced by the writer's own imagination. The Doctor must battle witches and wizards to reach reach Rowling (laughs) to write. (laughs) Now, we've talked about stories that sound like fan fiction before. Yeah. (laughs) It does actually sound like fiction and then i met jk rowling and then we were best friends <laughs> she wrote me into her next novel <laughs> <laughs> oh dear I'm, I'm glad that got binned to be honest yeah yeah i mean I can, I can take some sort of like crazy fantasy stuff with my christmas specials but i think that would have been a bit too yeah it'd been a bit too much yeah um moving on to the 11th doctor mm-hmm. um Produce, uh, written, uh, there was untitled storyline written by Matthew Graham and planned for the 2010 series. It was to be about an old people's home in a lighthouse that was a spaceship, and that's as far as that one got. Huh. Um. Okay. So part part Amy's choice, part horror fang rock, maybe. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah hmm. That's pretty much it. Uh, death, and then finally, uh, Death to the Doctor, written mm. by Gareth Roberts. Before setting up on the storyline that would become The Lodger, Roberts initially developed a different storyline for the 2010 series, which would have featured a disgraced Sontaran called Strom. This idea reached draft stage before being banded altogether. However, the idea of Strom was later recycled into Sontaran Commander Strax, who first appeared in A Good Man Goes to War and became a recurring character. Mm. So it looks like he couldn't fit 
the two bits together. So yeah. one bit became the lodger and one bit became Strax. Yeah. Essentially. Um, so that brings up an interesting point about the lodger, actually. Mm. Um, they never did really use that TARDIS that was on top of Craig's house, did they? Yeah. Well, see, that's that's the strange thing because, I mean, in Day of the Moon, you see the silent, the priest of the silence having a similar sort of set. So I was just sort of like wondering, you know, obviously, if they're, obviously, we've got to presume they're belonging to the breakaway sect that Madame Kavarian runs. Yeah. So... If their end goal is to destroy the TARDIS, it makes you sort of like wonder, would they not like try and like mimic sort of like something similar to the TARDIS to sort of like, you know, like know your enemy, do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So like that, that's like how like these quote unquote time ships were created. So the silence could like try and figure out, okay, if we want to destroy the TARDIS, how would we do it? Like it's sort of like a, um, what's the thing? Oh god, the word just left my head. You know when you have like sort of training scenarios for like things like, like firefighters have like training scenarios. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I know, know what you mean. mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, um, it would have been like a dry run. For... Yeah, kind of like that. Something like something similar to that, but it actually sort of like worked as like a time ship. Yeah, I think they wanted to do. It seems weird that you would have that, but not do more with it. I mean, mm. I would have liked to have seen more done with it. I mean, it speaks to the fact that downstairs mm-hmm. I have a well a a fake leg the the character building model of the Sontaran TARDIS that's what Sontaran sorry the Silences mm-hmm. TARDIS yeah. so they put out a whole model of that thing oh. so usually when you get toys of things mm-hmm. it's going to become more than what you've already seen yeah um but you know again on that note we talked about um do you remember in our merchandise episode mm. I'd talked about the QLA time gun thing Yeah, that someone just made up it yeah. seems because I was convinced this was a spoiler for later in the series but mm. nothing ever came of that so yeah well also I was I was thinking like when we did we talked about time and the doctor and how like all the sort of like loose threads in Matt Smith's era so like just sort of like got quickly you know mm. wrapped up it kind of makes me wonder whether like had Matt stick, stuck around then hmm. maybe the whole Madame Kavarian thing might have been wrapped up then in series 8. Yeah, maybe so, yeah. Know? But again, we'll probably never know, unfortunately. That's true. Um, just um, just skimming through some of these other ones, I quite like this one called Avatar, which would have been a seventh Doctor story. Hmm. It would have been a four-part Lovecraftian horror story set in Arkham in New England. Oh. The 20s, um, based around alien body statues who could only inhabit bodies of the dead. Ew. See, um, <laughs> see, see that episode that na- name has left me. Unquiet uh, Dead. Unquiet Dead, yeah. yeah. The villain of the piece would discover the remains of a Silurian god and try and clone itself a new body from the fossilized one. Oh. Um, yeah, so that sounds cool. I'm all about Lovecrafty things. Nice. I think that's why I quite liked um, the. the um, the alien in Hyde, actually, because mm. it's so weird looking. Yeah, yeah. Um, just, I'm just trying to have a quick skim through some of the uh, remaining. I mean, obviously, you've got like this this um, series twenty season twenty seven stuff that they never. Oh yeah. So for people who aren't familiar with that, it's um, well after Survival, where the last episode of the nineteen eighty nine run for the Seventh Doctor. Mm-hmm. 
the show was never officially cancelled. It was just they never resumed making it. <laughs> so they had a whole plan for the next series, which would have broadcast in 1990, mm -hmm. which would have been season 27. Yeah. Yeah, um, the original plan was, I think, wasn't Ace supposed to uh, go and uh, join the Time Lord Academy? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, because I mean, this was kind of a whole con the whole culmination of this so-called kind of the what is allegedly the Cartmel Master Plan. Whether this mm. thing actually exists or not is up for debate. But yeah. um, this whole kind of idea that making the Seventh Doctor more mysterious and he's going to be like Times Champion mm -hmm. and all this stuff is going to sort of come to a head in season twenty-seven. So it's and so I mean, while we've got story outlines, a lot of them are sort of quite well developed. Mm -hmm like thin ice and things like that which is what you'd have with is with ice warriors and ace going and mm. to the pridorian academy um it, what the actual intention of it would have been is sort of difficult to work out because yeah. it was getting to the point of getting quite complex mm -hmm. is there any sort of like, uh, monsters from new series you'd like back that maybe you thought well they were, they were quite cool but we never saw them again well, say so, I mean the the I can't remember what is called actually. It it it's annoying me. I'm gonna look it up while we're talking. Um, the I think he's like the is it like the broken man or something like that from Hyde. Uh, the crooked man or something. Crooked man, that's yeah. the one. Um, I'd quite like to see those guys back because they're mm. so weird they don't look like anything else we've ever seen in Doctor Who before. Yeah. And I'm sort of it's one of those things of I'd really love to know more about them yeah what their what their deal is yeah what the fuck does their planet look like <laughs> you know um it's you know think, clocks and <laughs> oh yeah it'd be really weird and kind of surreal and you know but i'd, I'd like the idea of, i mean when uh, sort of star trek has this problem as well that mm. obviously to be to be practical that most of your aliens are going to be bipedal with two eyes in the front of their heads yeah. and one nose and one mouth and stuff like that mm -hmm. so but to have the crooked man as something so sort of unnatural looking mm -hmm. um yeah it was super interesting to me so yeah i'd love to see them back what about things like i mean because it's something that gets shout outs constantly on it seems more than more than ever on mm. uh in this series is um planet of spiders mm. so metabilis so having the giant spiders back yeah that'll be interesting um actually do you know one one race of monsters that i be keen to see if they could realise on screen as the Shalonians. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, for those of you unaware, they're sort of, um, they're an alien species of tortoise, but cybernetically enhanced, I believe. Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they, they they pop up quite a few times, and I think in is that the the new adventures. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think they'd be quite interesting. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that I would like to see. Now that we've got the Sontarans about, I quite like to see what they do with the Rutans. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll, that'll be good. Um, well, I'd like to see a, a reimagining of them, mm -hmm. kind of with proper effects. You know. Yeah. I could see them sort of maybe being a bit more sort of, not like sort of like the the blobs that they were, but maybe sort of like amorphous, like um, like humanoid ish, but yeah. sort of like more sort of like amorphous, like there's like featureless and sort of more like liquidy yeah do, do you know what i mean um, yeah I, I get what you mean yeah sort of sort of like sort of the idea of like the shapeshifters in deep mm. space nine kind of that yeah. in that sort of channel mm -hmm. so 
obviously, we don't know how long Peter Capaldi is going to be in the role for. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So, you know, should the day come, who would you like to be a future Doctor? Oh, blimey. Now you're asking. Um, <laughs> someone that I've always been a big kind of uh, booster for is Samuel West. No. Um, I'm trying to think of... Um, he's been in quite a few things over in this country. Um He's uh, the son of uh, Timothy West, who's mm-hmm. been in bloody everything. <laughs> um, hang on, let's have a quick look. Yeah, he's he's an absolutely brilliant character actor. Mm-hmm. He um, is a is a Who fan as well. He was in the Doctor Who Appreciation Society back in the day. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he was in a... Dimensions in Time. He was in Dimensions in Time as well. Um, Poor bastard. Yeah, well, job's a job in it when yeah, you're a, when you're a young actor, you've got to take what you can. Oh, he was uh, if you've been unfortunate enough to sit through Van Helsing, um <laughs> he he plays Dr. Frankenstein in that. Hmm. me going back 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 through his past. Yeah, Doctor Who Dimensions in Time. <laughs> I expect he... he probably did that. Oh, he's in Prince Camp, he's in Prince Caspian as well if you've seen any of those. Hmm. But anyway, so he He's been in a bunch of stuff in this country, um, so he's a really great actor, loads of gravitas, um, really, he's one of those ones you could basically do anything you ask him to do, Um, he does comedy and drama and all that sort of thing, so uh, the last thing I saw him in, which really kind of blew me away, was he, there was a sort of a a sort of semi-comedic adaptation of Margaret Thatcher's rise through the the Tory party and he played Ted Heath and I was going to say it's really complicated to explain to someone who's not from Britain but Ted Heath was a complicated guy um, (laughs) and he played him really well Mm. Um, for me I mean if you sort of want to go more towards like the the younger looking doctors I'd kind of be interested to see obviously depending on his work with Bond franchise Ben Whishaw yeah, there was quite a lot of... Uh, when before we had Peter Capaldi confirmed, mm-hmm. Ben Whishaw was sort of getting quite a lot of interest from the in the, from the bookies and the papers and mm-hmm. that. So, you know, maybe he maybe he did try out for it. Yeah. Yeah, he's a really good actor. He, he's really interesting to watch. He's been mm-hmm. in a ton of stuff, not just the Bond stuff. Um, yeah. I've seen him in loads of other things. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's really good. Mm-hmm. Shall we wrap it up there? I think... Um, yeah, I think yeah. it's... it's I yeah, I think that we've. I think what I'd like to hear from our lovely listeners mm-hmm. is let's hear your ideas yeah. for, for Doctor Who. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, there's a, a million and one fan fiction writers out there, but mm. I'm sure that, um, <laughs> you know, rather than writing yourself into the show, you'd like to have something cool. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you've got, if you've ever had any cool ideas for the show and something that you'd like to see, why don't you drop us a line? Yeah, sure. I, um, I run the Facebook group for the mm-hmm. podcast. If you just uh, head over to Facebook and type Greatest Show Podcast into the search engine, mm-hmm. you'll find us. Give us a like and write something on our wall. Yeah, um, you can also email us at uh, greatestshow at simplysyndicated.com and uh, I also run the Twitter feed, so if you can spread out over a couple of tweets, that would be great. You could uh, send them to at greatestshowpod. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, while you're on Simply Syndicated, do check out our other shows, uh, Techno Leave It, Do Ask Do Tell, Starbase 66, Atomic Trivia War 9000, Nerd Hurdles, Masters of None, uh, 
do, uh, movies you should see, of course, is, is still an ongoing thing. Yeah, I mean, because we, we just did an episode of Movies You Should See. We talked about... What did we talk about? <laughs> uh, I don't know. So, something about a bloke in a police box? I, yeah, I something something to do with that. Um, I know, it's all, it's all pretty vague. Yeah, it's all bit yeah. So we, we talked about Doctor Who and the Daleks. <laughs> <laughs> it, I don't know why it completely just escaped my mind then. Yeah, we talked about Doctor Who and the Daleks, the Peter Cushing movie, mm. and um, tried to convince some of our reluctant... Uh, <laughs> co-hosts um into uh, enjoying the movie so see how badly that went for us mm-hmm. um go and check it out yeah um so with that being said thank you very much emma thank you mike and we'll talk to you next time <laughs>